0: Well, hey, everybody, I have a treat for you at the show today. You guys know my friend Sam Sorbo. She's an education freedom advocate, and she's on a mission to help parents and their kids get free from the modern school system. Sam is married to Kevin Sorbo, and the two of them are a Hollywood power couple. You guys, I'm so excited to have her on the show with me today. They've got a brand new movie coming out, and we're going to talk about it. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Hey guys. So thanks for tuning in. You know, I've got a lot of stuff going on here at the Homeschool Resource Center. And I want to remind those of you who are in the area that September 6th is the dedication for the new building. You guys are not going to want to miss it. We've got some wonderful people coming to speak to you. We're going to spend a little bit of time worshiping the Lord and thanking him for what he has done. If you're in the area, 6 p.m. on the 6th of September, we want you to come out and uh, you're going to have a great time and we're going to worship the Lord together. So put that on your calendar. All right, you guys, you know that I am a super fan of Sam Sorbo and her bold witness for the Lord and her willingness to just call things the way they are. And also, you guys, these uh, these these times are incredible for us, particularly as it relates to entertainment. We see what's happening in woke culture and cancel culture. You guys have heard me say a million times, stop giving your money to these terrible organizations. Stop going to Disneyland and go to the Ark Encounter instead. Well, they've got a wonderful alternative to the woke industry that is Hollywood, and I want you guys to support it. We're going to talk about it today. Sam, welcome back to the show.
1: Well, it's great to be here with you. I'm excited. I'm excited about the Resource Center this year. September 6th, the dedication. That's going to be phenomenal. And then just going forward, my gosh.
0: We're, we're really excited. Well, I know, because you've been out here, you, you've been a fan of the, what we've been yeah. doing out here. You've come to see the Homeschool Resource Center. I can't wait for you to see the second iteration because it's, it's incredible.
1: I did a, a long video just walking around the Resource Center when I was there with the axolotl. And That's I right. go back to that video <laughs> just to see my friend, the axolotl. And by the way, <laughs> my, uh, my daughter informed me that they are not friendly.
0: They are not well. They're they're kind of introverts. They're like they're Leave territorial me alone. and
1: introverted. Yes,
0: they're kind of hey. You know, we see you we see you from the glass, and that's kind of the end of it. Although we've got a bearded dragon who loves it when the kids pick him up and put them on his shoulder, and he likes he's seen quite often just wandering around the homeschool resource center. So uh, you'll have to come back out. I will. All right, let's talk about this because you guys have a brand new movie coming out called Miracle in East Texas. And before we get into the plot of the movie, I'm wondering if you can comment on the state of Hollywood right now, because it's kind of exciting. It's kind of it's kind of exciting. I feel like people are catching on like this is kind of a broken, dark, yucky place. Yeah. And they're producing broken, dark, yucky films.
1: And our kids are watching them. And children, broken, dark, yucky children. Like, yes. I, I don't mean that the way that it came out, but, uh, yeah. they are breaking, they are breaking children. They are wantonly grooming children with Absolutely. what they are producing. And I, okay. I don't want to paint all of Hollywood with the same brush. We're talking in gross generalities, right. so forgive us. This isn't actually for every you know single film that a major studio produces, but unfortunately so many of what, so many of the films that the, that the studios produce or television shows. Like they seem, you know, pretty wholesome, like pretty, pretty decent, not too oversexed, not too violent, whatever. But then after you start to really enjoy the characters and enjoy the writing and, you know, very talented people doing this stuff. And then as of episode four, episode five, it turns out that one of the characters gay and you're like, okay, so one of the characters gay, how bad can it be? But then after, you know, episode six or seven, Then they move, they weave in the transgender and the, uh, you know, just all the rest of the stuff starts, starts coming down and you're just like, man, they got me again. And so unfortunately it's, it's hard to excuse certain parts of Hollywood because it seems like all of Hollywood is engaged in this subterfuge against our. What, what should we call it our traditional culture? What, mm-hmm. Why not just call it that the traditional culture of the United States? Mm-hmm. So I, I, and I tell you something, it's, it breaks my heart. There's a, there was this, this video, this kid, he's uh 10 years old and he's autistic and he always eats lunch alone. And his mom feels so bad for him. Cause that was like her biggest fear in school was having to eat lunch alone. And then one day this football player comes in, ho. Oh, he decides to sit down with the autistic kid and have lunch. And she's so gratified. And I'm like, but dude, you're literally telling us that it makes your, it makes you anxious to send your child to a school where he gets anxious every day because he has to eat lunch alone. Why are you doing that to him? Yeah. Why are you so enslaved in your brain that you can't break free enough to understand putting your child under this tremendous anxiety is not conducive to learning. Mm. So there is no education. You're mm. just subjecting him to, to, to huge anxiety. And it, speaking as somebody, you know, I was basically a straight A student with huge anxiety issues. Um, you know, I, I know what that's like. It's, yeah. it's terribly unpleasant. I had, I probably skipped school more than any other child in the system. I was, I was home a lot because <laughs> I couldn't stand it. And yet we do this to our kids all the time and yeah, it's so unnecessary. And that's, of course, that's the point of contact for you and me is this understanding that, you know, there's, there's more to parenting than sending your child into a school. Yeah. Yeah. There, in fact, all of parenting is about not sending your child into a school. It's like opposite <laughs> bill. <laughs> Well,
0: I you know this is something that you you speak directly to all the time this idea that hey how about parents start to take control of their kids education. What did we learn in the Rona, Sam? We learned <laughs> that if there's a virus with a 99.9% survival rate, we'll take our kids out of the schools. We'll shutter the schools, we'll go to online learning, we'll do whatever it takes, right? And yet I'm back to the same old tired, weary discussion with parents who know that the schools are breaking their children, but they'll come back to me and say, Heidi, stop slamming it. You know, some of us don't have a choice. Some of us can't figure it out. Some of us can't, whatever. Now I'm, and I I reject that.
1: Me too, right? In fact, Heidi, I was just literally an hour ago, I was on Newsmax. And I said, and this is why, you know, we were talking about the, we were talking about transgender and parents basically transitioning their children and making, you know, medical decisions, unnecessary medical procedures on their children. And, um, and towards the end, you know, I said, well, really the only answer is to home educate, take your kids out of the schools. And the, the, um, the host said, well, and of course not every parent can homeschool. (laughs) And I butted in, which is kind of rude on the air. Like you're not really kind of supposed to do that, but I'm like, (laughs) yes, you can. Yes, you can. Everybody can. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody can. Everyone can. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, if you want to come to me with the but what about rape and incest argument? I reject that wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. That isn't it's not appropriate. We're talking about gross generalizations. And mm-hmm. in that world, everyone can homeschool. Yeah. It's you true. are not that special. You are not the exception. Mm-hmm. Um, you just don't know what homeschooling is. Right. And you know what else I've started to say? If I shudder is, to think. I know this is terrible, but it's the truth. Ah, 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 if homeschooling ah. is hard. You're doing it wrong. Yep.
0: Yep. It's true. And for the parents who tell me, well, I mean, more often, Sam, I'm hearing the financial arguments. So they're going to say, well, Heidi St. John, you have the financial means to do this. Sam has the financial means to do this. But I'm always telling parents, listen, I homeschooled seven children on a pastor's salary on a shoestring. And so we decided our kids' clothes are gonna come from secondhand stores. We're gonna have one car. We're going to do what it takes. And what I want parents to understand is either our kids are worth it or they're not. To me, that is is the bottom line because we learned in the Rona that they're willing to take their kids out of school. We are willing to do the hard thing, but I'm telling them that there is a virus with a 99.9% mortality rate. It's a spiritual virus in our schools and it takes no prisoners. So why in the world? Are we making excuse after excuse after excuse for not doing what we know to be right? At this point, you have to be willfully ignorant to just say, well, you know what? Well, it's okay. not going to affect my child.
1: To, to, be, to be somewhat kinder, you have to be brainwashed. and we Yes. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> so we're just brainwashed to think that we can't. They've taught us that we can't. But if you think that you can't, that is your reason not to send your child into the same system that taught you how incompetent you are. That's the argument there. And this idea that, you know, I I think that, I think that we ought to recognize that we didn't pull our kids out of school. The schools shuttered against our children because they weren't Mm -hmm. interested in the education of children. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a big truth that people really ought to sort of wake up and, and accept now is that the schools, the schools, the unions, the teachers unions, and even the teachers And look, I don't go after teachers because by and large, most teachers are really nice people who really want to just help kids. But unfortunately, during the during this pandemic, um, the teachers really showed their true colors. And I remember on the air criticizing uh, somebody sent me a video from his kid's school. It was like a really good public school, you know, government school, but still like a really good school um, in a in a really high ritzy area. And the principal sent out a video like four weeks into the pandemic telling kids, hey, you know, make sure that you stay safe out there and wash your hands. And here's some messages from all of our teachers. And so every one of the teachers did a short video to encourage the kids to wash their hands. Not a single teacher, not a single teacher said, make sure you do some reading. Make sure you study your spelling words. Do a little bit of math while you're at it. Not a single teacher was interested in the education of those children. And nobody, they all got a pass. Nobody paid any attention. And so this is this is my whole point, is if you're actually investing in the education of your children, wake up. Otherwise, you're just a hypocrite. You say you're invested in the education of your children, but you're not. You're invested in your own convenience, period. And you talk about sacrifice? Do we don't understand the word. No, we I mean, do we've not. We've been taught that sacrifice is evil, that sacrifice is always bad. We haven't been taught the, the American definition of sacrifice, the mm-hmm. Judeo-Christian definition of sacrifice, which, by the way, is the underpinning of our faith, yeah. in that sacrifice is always for something greater, meaning you should always be looking to sacrifice. What can I give up to get that better thing? I want the better thing. But uh, somehow we believe that uh, you know you get something for nothing. Yeah. Therefore, government schools.
0: Well, we've been trained this way, right? Since we were yeah. little ourselves, you know, we went to those schools, and so we came <laughs> out with that mindset, right? And and I mean, praise God for the parents that are breaking free from it and starting to think for themselves again. I was just on uh, Jack Hibbs' podcast, and I think we recorded for like an hour and a half together, just talking about what's happening in the schools, and it's the same thing that is plaguing the pastors in our churches who will not speak the truth because hey they're a 501c3 and you know so i said you know jack i said you know what that c stands for in the 501c3 for most of these pastors stands for coward Coward. it stands for coward (laughs) you took the 501c coward three right and you decided that for money you're unwilling to talk about abortion for money you're unwilling to talk about transgenderism for money you're not going to tell parents hey The schools are injuring your children. They really are body, soul, mind, and spirit. And Jack rightly pointed out, we got to do, we got to start doing some soul searching in this country. What is it that we really care about? And that's what I want parents to know. If you really care about your kids, God's going to help you figure this thing out. Take your children out of these systems of education. They're injuring your kids. Families have a lot going on. By now, you guys know my grave concern for the future of our country that is basically at risk because our public high schools and our universities are pushing communism and socialism as if they were beneficial to the nation. If you want to teach your students how to defend the history of this country, we've got a great opportunity for you. You can learn from a teacher who has founded a college that rivals the Ivy League's an activist who has fought to protect religious freedom, and a lawyer who's argued before the Supreme Court and won. Michael Ferris brings his knowledge and expertise working within the American political and legal systems right into your home in a brand new 30-week course designed for high school students. The lectures are packed with personal stories and thoughtful questions from the seasoned expert, and your students will form a thoughtful stance on on the American ideals this country was founded upon, and leave with the tools to defend that stance. Pre-enroll by August 15th with the promo code HEIDI to participate in live Q&As with Mike Ferris. Remember, there are co-op and single household options available. This is fully online and it's self-paced. Content for the fall semester releases August 3rd, and unit 1 is available for free when you create an account at lumen.com that's l u m i n n.com and don't forget use the coupon code heidi15 that's h e i d i 15 by august 15th to save
1: 15% yeah I, I, I can't agree with you more. And I will add to that, that part of the reason the pastors are so fearful is because they went to public school. They went to government (laughs) school. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And what we learn in government school is that life is a zero sum game. There's a paucity mentality. They aren't operating on God's economy. They're, they're operating on man's and man's economy says that whatever you have, you got from somebody else and deprived them of that same thing. Okay. And so the pastors think that they will be sacrificing or giving up, right? Mm -hmm. Sacrifice in the, in the negative term for, um, for the, for the church. And they're not willing to, because they don't understand the meaning of sacrifice and they don't understand the, that God's economy provides feeding for 5,000 from, from Mm -hmm. two fish and five loaves. He's a God of abundance. Right. And they don't believe it. They don't believe it. And neither do we, because if we actually believe the Bible, Well, just show me the scripture that says, find a good school for your child. Just show it to me. Yeah. Yeah. But we're not, you know, we don't read the Bible. You know why we don't read our Bibles? Also comes from the school because in school you learn not to read. You learn not to read because the teacher read everything. She regurgitates it to you and tells you what you need to know to put on the exam. And therefore you don't have to read the book. Our pastors probably aren't reading their Bibles either. And we don't read our Bibles, we go to church because pastor read the Bible, he'll tell me what's in it.
0: Personal responsibility. It's sorely lacking. As, as you're speaking, I'm thinking about this because look at the poster behind you and you guys have a new movie coming out, which we, we are definitely gonna talk about. But I was thinking, you know what, what? What you guys have done in the movie industry is the same thing that you and I are doing with the schools. And that's to say the system is broken. And so we believe in education, but just not this way. You believe in entertainment, but just not that way. Yeah. So we're not going to do it that way anymore. We're going to create a third lane and we're going to go around these people and make them completely irrelevant. You're just going to make <laughs> them irrelevant because you're going to go, that's hey, the this, hope. <laughs> that's the hope. Like this thing you're doing is not working. And so what what uh, homeschooling is to the education uh, machine in the United States, which is the
1: government schools, let's call uh, it the school machine because it's not education. No, it's let's not call it the school machine.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. And you said it yourself a long time ago. And I, I quote you when I'm out on the road often, you know, people are on the kids are coming out of these schools are not educated. They're just schooled. We're just schooling. Yes. you. We're telling you what to think, not how to think. We're telling oh. you, wash your hands, not read a book. Right. <laughs> and so uh, and so it's time like we let's let's just let's create a different let's let's start looking at life differently. You guys are doing that yeah. with relationship to entertainment And offering people movies that they can actually go to and sit through with their mother-in-law or their kids or their grandkids and not be like, oh, shoot, I didn't realize this was going to happen. Like, Because you're sitting in a theater. I mean, how many of us have had that happen? I have. I'm like, you know, hey, mom, want to come
1: see a movie with me? I stopped going to the theater. Yeah. uh, Mainly because of that. Partly because that was two hours I was never going to get back. Uh, I was just like, ugh. But, um, but recently I went to see a film that was supposed to be a Christian film. And I went with my daughter and some other moms and their daughters. And so it was a mom daughter thing. And the kids, the the girls sat together and the moms sat together and I cringed Ah. and I like looked down at my friends. I'm like, why are we in? Because it, it just, it just was over the top. It was too much. And I, I, and I was sitting there like hot. You know, are you going to tell us the name of the movie it? now?
0: Because we're all like, wait, what movie should we not take
1: our kids to? Um, well, it was Redeeming Love. OK. And I talked to I talked to the producer and she said it was not supposed to be billed as a Christian film. Ah, OK. So that explains that. But mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. they kind of they made the movie and they kind of left much of the the, the Bible element out. Which and is the whole was,
0: point of the author writing that series
1: in the first place. Well, and I Which was told that sad. she had, I was told that she had final approval of everything that happened. So I don't know. I'm talking out of school Interesting. here. Um, I don't, you know, the, I don't mean to impugn anybody, but whatever. Anyway, it mm-hmm. was embarrassing. It was, it, you know, I sat there embarrassed. Um, mm-hmm. So, so anyway, I've made a movie that hopefully nobody will get embarrassed over. It's a family-friendly You're not going to sit there and cringe comedy. like
0: we've done with so many things. So right. tell us a little bit about Miracle in East Texas, because I'm excited that this is going to be coming out. It's a Fathom event, correct?
1: Yeah, we're doing it as a Fathom event. And um, so it's a very limited time engagement. Tickets are already on sale. You can go to SorboStudios.com to find out more about the tickets. We're doing a pay it forward. Also, if you want to buy tickets for somebody else and help support the film, or if you just want to donate, uh, that's that's another option. Um, the film is very exciting for me because it's it is a true story and it's the true story of the East Texas oil strike, which, by the way, is partly how we won the war in World War II. So the story has ramifications that la- that last much longer than the the timeline of the film itself. OK, but and it's an incredible story about these two scoundrels who accidentally strike oil, but they've already oversold the well. And so it's not going to go well for them if they bring the oil in, but they can't walk away because if they bring the oil in, they become oil, men, you know, oil men like it's this. <laughs> so it's just kind of this funny. Um, it's sort of a romantic comedy a little bit. It's it's uh, but it's just this family friendly film. And the most exciting thing to me is I developed a homeschool curriculum. That, that strangely, it's funny because I developed the curriculum. It's just a little sort of a parent's guide. And what it's intended to do is show parents how easy it is to home educate your children. You find source material and then you discuss it. It's that simple. You don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to know everything. And what I realized is I was going to send it to Steve Lambert of Five in a Row yep. to get his feedback. And I realized that I'd actually written a five in a row for my movie. <laughs> <laughs> Did you send Did it to him? I I'm, I'm getting it back. It's at the graphic designer right now and it will be going to him because he, okay. he wants to see it. Cause I was just um, talking to him this morning. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, phenomenal. Yeah. So, so it's exciting because then we have a whole list. So there's, there are different elements of the film. It's pro oil. So in the, what? in the homeschool packet, Here's a list of all the things. It's a page and a half, four columns long of all the things that we use that are made from petroleum. Yeah. From crude oil. Those I mean, darn fossil very, fuels. Right? It's a very long list. And so it, it asked the student, find 10 things, circle 10 things on this list that you use every day. Toothpaste? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And what yeah. what would life be like if you didn't have those, those things anymore? Yeah. You know, or just speaking truth to power man. Um, talks about (laughs) entrepreneurship, talks about freedom, freedom, isn't free. Um, and then forgiveness, which is one of the foundational tenets of the film. Uh, the thing that we, that we like to push a lot. Uh, we live in a very unforgiving culture right now. Mm -hmm. Cancel Uh, culture. Call it the cancel culture, but really it's a culture of unforgiveness. That's what cancellation is. It's, there's nothing you can do to redeem yourself. Now you have, you are, you know, you're, you're done for. And of course, as Christians, we don't believe that of anybody. So, um, so, that, so there's a discussion on on forgiveness. These are conversations you should be having with your children. And so I'm just happy to facilitate it. I'm very excited about it. It's, it's a free resource that I'm offering with the movie. Um, and so if you go to sorbostudios.com, you'll find all the information once it's available. Uh, but I'm very excited about that. Uh, that's just a, a whole new dimension to the filmmaking that I'm doing. And now I want to go back and do it for Let There Be Light.
0: (laughs) You should, because, you know, why not? You could take it. You kind of almost re-release it at that point, right? You could just say, hey, we're going to we're going to look at this from a. I you know what? I applaud. I I approve that message. I think it's a great idea. And you're also you're giving parents purpose when they go to see a film with their kids. And I think this is not this is important.
1: Yeah, it's it's not lost time. You can use it for for the good. And in fact, maybe, maybe you'll take a moment and watch a documentary with your kids and talk about actual history, right?
0: Yeah. So yeah. what
1: happened with this, and I didn't even know this, I was on the phone with representative Louis Gohmert and he said to me, well, the only thing I know about that story about the East Texas oil strike was uh dad joiner because these are real people in the, you know, my characters in the movie are real people. He said, dad joiners, dad gum rig, the old jalopy of a rig was so broken <laughs> down that it broke down on the way to the drill site and he didn't have the money to move it or fix it. So they just drilled right there. And I said, that's, that's a scene in the movie. <laughs> like it's so cool. So these things actually happen. But if you fast forward 10 years and we enter the war after Pearl Harbor, within one month, we had 73 oil tankers that were torpedoed by the Nazis and sunk in the Gulf mm-hmm. of Mexico. 73 out of 74, okay? That's crazy. They had to get oil to the East Coast to supply the Allied troops, and they had to do it fast, so they built a pipeline. A pipeline, imagine that, a pipeline. What? In in a year, in 13 months, in just over a year, they had the pipeline built, taking oil from the East Texas Oil Strike, Wells, the East Texas Reserves, all the way to the East Coast, and that's why our troops and our tanks ran, didn't run out of fuel while the German tanks did.
0: Amazing. Which is what
1: eventually ended the war. They ran out of fuel, among other things.
0: Well, what's so amazing about that now is that we, uh, if the Democrats and the far left in this country have their way, we'll run out of fuel again.
1: Yes. Only this time it, it, it'll yes. be, They're only this time hard. it'll be,
0: they are. only this time it'll be, you know, because of the
1: weather. <laughs> well, I don't know if you you, you, you may not remember, but in, I think it was the seventies, there were gas lines. Yes because yes. because there was a shortage of fuel of oil, yep. you know there was a shortage Worm. of gas like why oh cuz they declared it that's all they just that's declared right. it yeah. so you know we, we yeah we need to wake up so i'm i'm hoping that people take this and they they walk away like feeling a little bit more knowledgeable feeling a little bit more empowered because ultimately i think people know the truth that's why mm-hmm. the left gets so angry when you won't accept them as being transgendered or whatever I'm like, yep. if you need a modifier before the word woman, then it's mm-hmm. just a not woman, right? Right, right, right. There's if you have to have the modifier, then and that's why they get so angry is because the truth is obvious, mm-hmm. and if you if you just you know push the truth, then then the only answer that they have is anger, fury, and um, yes. and violence. Sadly,
0: yeah, and that's where we are right now. I mean, we're watching an an unwillingness to even tell the truth. We saw. The mayor of Chicago, and in fact, I just played it on my show yesterday, an interview with the mayor of Chicago, talking about the riots and the mobs that are in downtown Chicago, literally, you know, burning down plaid pantries and injuring people and stealing. Oh, the the mostly peaceful ones, right? That's right. And he called them large (laughs) gatherings, repeatedly, large Large (laughs) gatherings, you know, like the large gatherings that you have when you take your kids to Chick-fil-A after Wednesday night church or the large gatherings that you have. (laughs) When you meet your friends at the park, you know, it's just like that, Sam. It's just a large gathering. And I just think, boy, it's truth that's under assault right now. I'm so glad to see you guys talking about this issue. And uh, I can't wait. If parents wanted to take their their homeschool group to it, or if they wanted to go with a youth group and they wanted to download that study guide, where would they find the study guide?
1: The study guide will be in various places, but just go to sorbostudios.com, sign up for the email letter. Newsletter, and then we will keep you posted because it's it's early days still. Not everything is is set up. The movie actually doesn't open until the end of October, and so we're still uh, scrambling around and getting things um, organized properly. So
0: that's perfect, though, because people can start putting it on their calendars right now.
1: Well, and, and that they can way... buy tickets. They can yeah. buy tickets. They can organize to buy tickets. The great thing about the Fathom site is when you go online to find the theater and buy the tickets. If you screenshot that or snapshot it, you can give, you can just send that information to all of your friends. Then they can take care of their own tickets, whether or not they come and you don't, there doesn't have to be this big back and forth. Are you going, can you get me tickets? Where do you want to sit? All of that stuff. You just show them the tickets that you bought, the seats that you bought, they can sit right next to you. And I've done it because with Left Behind, I sold out two theaters because I was in LA for the opening and in Palm beach for the, for the end. And so I sold out a a theater on each coast with all of my friends. It was the greatest thing. It was so much fun. Just seeing everybody arriving at the theater and catching up with them. And so it's a lot of fun I'm hoping to get families back to the theaters with this film.
0: I love that. How important is it that when a film like yours comes out, when we know, Hey, this is not only good for your family to watch the message is good. It's inspiring. It's educational. How important is it for people not to wait for this thing to come out on, you know, at home so they can sit at, uh, on their home on their couch and watch it? How important is it for them to go to the theater?
1: Well, of course, the the movie about Texas and that really can't be done justice on a small screen. So you really should <laughs> right. see it on the big screen. But um, <laughs> but more importantly, it's important to filmmaking, because unfortunately, DVD sales really don't support good quality filmmaking, but yeah. theatrical sales do. And part of the reason is because as the film performs better theatrically, then it performs better with everything downstream. But if it doesn't perform well theatrically, everything downstream drops off as well. And so we really need a good theatrical push. If we can sell out theaters starting now, they will open more theaters nationally. We've got about 700 theaters right now that are carrying the film. More will carry the film if... Uh, if people buy their tickets now. So that's why I put tickets on sale early, but the resources will be coming later. So you don't have to worry about that. I
0: love it. Fantastic. Uh, really quickly, I want to ask you oh. because we don't talk about it very often. What, did I miss something? Well, I,
1: no, I should say we also have pastors resources and small groups resources. Oh. So if your book club wants to go, there will be a study guide to go with the, just a, it's not a study guide. I shouldn't say study guide. It's a discussion guide. I was just gonna say right? discussion, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This isn't like homework. Like we all hate it. Right. It's that's, that's not. And in fact, that's not what education should be. Right. They make, the schools make education. So make schooling so boring, boring. And so disgusting that we don't want to have anything to do with it. That's also one of the deterrents to homeschool. Well, I hated school. Why would I want to homeschool my kids? Right. right. And that's why I don't even want to call it homeschooling anymore because it's, it's not school. And so, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, discussion guides to, to, um, to encourage the discussion, to encourage a little bit deeper understanding of the film and of the history and of the the other uh, things that happen in the film, the other themes of the film.
0: I love it. Sam Sorbo, you are a spitfire and a treasure and a dear friend of mine. I can't wait to see this movie in the theaters. And I'm so excited that you're here. People can find you online at Sorbo Studios, correct? Yes. SorboStudios.com. As, that's the one-stop shopping for everything. 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 You guys need toothpaste? Sorbo studios. That's where <laughs> that's where you need to go. Sam, thanks for coming on today. I appreciate you having. Me. Let's do it again. Thanks so much. You guys want more information? Go to HeidiSt forward slash podcast. And I will link back to all things Sam Sorbo. We didn't talk about it today, but she's written a phenomenal book that I love. That it's, it's uh, that we've talked about before, Words for Warriors. And honestly, if you want to understand the vernacular of the left, this is the book for you. I'll link back to that in the show notes as well. Thank you guys so much for listening and for leaving reviews. And I'll see you right back here again at the intersection of faith and culture.